welcome to Noon Edition on WFIU. I'm co-hosting today with WFIU Music Director Aaron Kane. Welcome, Aaron. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me. We're bringing you a special episode of Noon Edition today, dedicated to the life and legacy of Menachem Pressler. Pressler died Saturday in London at age 99. Pressler was a founding member of the Beaux-Arts Trio, an award-winning performer and chamber musician, and a faculty member at Indiana University's Jacobs School of Music. In this next hour, you'll hear interviews from our archive, where Pressler talks about his love for the piano, for teaching, and for performing. We'll also be sharing with you some of Pressler's music. Menachem was a child prodigy. He told me a few years ago that he wasn't completely sure when he first started playing piano, but it was around age five or six. I ingrained it in my surrounding. My parents didn't know. Yes, they knew that I wanted to study. But my father would always say to me when he came home after the whole day of work, didn't you have enough with practicing now? I never had enough. And I still don't have enough. All my life I had a desire to make music. In 1939, Pressler fled Nazi Germany and immigrated to Israel with his family. His grandparents and aunts and uncles were all killed in Auschwitz. I had to run away from my home in Germany. And what we only know after the fact is we left Germany three weeks before Germany went into the war. And we left, we went to Italy supposedly on vacation, and they let us through. That is pure luck, and the German border guard says. Then we went from Italy to Israel, to Palestine at the time. That boat, this was one week before Italy went into the war. The boat never returned to Italy because it was confiscated, the war. And there I'm a young pianist arriving in Israel and Immediately, the wonderful part is I found a wonderful teacher. But what happened to me was every time the meal time came, I couldn't eat. My father thought, no, that's the allures of a young pianist who thinks uh, he is special. No, it wasn't. I was sick mentally, but we didn't, my father didn't know, and I didn't know. But I practiced, I made, I played, and actually once I even fainted at the studio of my teacher playing a piece, because I was weak, but that music would have healed me, which I know in retrospect, that I didn't know. So if you ask what means music to me, everything. Wow. It's not a profession. It's a, when you see music, when you hear a great pianist, truly a great pianist, you know it's a calling. It's not only that his, his uh, fingers can do things that he can, someone else cannot do. No, that's not everything. That's only part of it. But he is giving life to that. And I always used to say, we have our religion, which is music. Our gods are Bach, Beethoven, Brahms, Mozart, Schubert, Chopin. And our temples are the halls where we perform. 
So we are actually priests. He came to the United States in 1946, he said, to find out how good he was. At the WC International Piano Competition in San Francisco, he won first prize and international attention. I went to a competition to San Francisco, not to win. That was not even in my thought. I went to find out how do we stack up, how do I stack up among young pianists of today. When I won, of course, the elation, I, I would imagine, is the same at any time, at any place, at any competition. Let's hear music now, performed by Pressler. Here he is by himself at the piano, playing A Nocturne by Frédéric Chopin.
Menachem Pressler playing A Nocturne by Chopin, his Nocturne No. 20 in C-sharp minor. After his success at the Debussy competition in 1946, Pressler's career took off. He auditioned for Eugene Ormandy and was then contracted to make his debut with the Philadelphia Orchestra. It was something unbelievable, unbelievable right, right out of a storybook. And the storybook went further. That During this first or second year, I played with Stokowski and the New York Philharmonic and uh, Sal and the Cleveland Orchestra. I mean, it really, I lived my dream at that time, which was wonderful. But at the same time, I felt that there's still a lot to be learned. This is Noon Edition on WFIU. I'm Sarah Whitmeyer, co-hosting today with WFIU's music director, Aaron Kane. Today, we're talking about the life and the music of Menachem Pressler. Even with a number of high-profile solo performances under his belt, the young Pressler was moved by a desire to continue learning. So in 1955, he approached his management about the possibility of performing chamber music. He was granted permission and joined up with cellist Bernard Greenhouse and violinist Daniel Guillet. The trio itself seemed to have been a life of its own. In each rehearsal, it was really miraculous. I found myself being a member of the group, not just that we play well together, but that in front of my eyes, a group was born that had a face, that had eyes, that had a heart, that breathed breath together. All of a sudden, it was a child called Beaux-Arts. I must say that I'm very grateful to this first time, because as a learning experience, it was very, very, very special. Let's hear music performed by the Beaux-Arts Trio. Not that first permutation with Greenhouse and Guillet, but the group from 2001 with violinist Jung Kim and cellist Antonio Manessis. Here is music of Johannes Brahms, the first movement, Allegro con moto, from the trio number one in B minor, Opus 8. Thank you. 
violinist Jung Kim, cellist Antonio Manessis, and pianist Menachem Pressler, the Beaux-Arts Trio, a recording from 2001 of a live performance at the Jacob School. That was the first movement, Allegro con moto, from the Trio No. 1 in B major, Opus 8, music of Johannes Brahms. The Beaux-Arts Trio recorded nearly all the piano trio repertory, Mozart, Beethoven, Haydn, Schubert, Brahms, Dvorak, Saint-Saëns, and others. I remember when we started out to play in the first community concerts, we had to play solo groups with it, because after all, you had to give candy with the medicine. As, as, as they always used to say, chamber music may be good for you, but you don't have to like it. And once they heard it, they understood it was not just good for you, but they started to like it, and then they started to love it. And one part, that elicits very often the comments of admiration and pleasure is that they feel how a group of people can converse in music, can make themselves understood by a wink of an eye, by a motion of the shoulder, by a touch of the instrument, by the way the instrument is being touched. The others understand, follow, or you follow, therefore, a lead of someone else that way. Now that is that happens only actually between husband and wife after many years. So it does only happen in chamber music, really, after quite a few years. The Beaux-Arts Trio went through several string players, but the quality never drifted because Menachem was the anchor, a constant leader in the group. It was wonderful to have started with two experienced and wonderful artists like Mr. Gillet and Bernie Greenhouse. And afterwards, Isidore Cohn, who joined the trio. Then Peter Wiley took the place of Greenhouse, and in the end, Ida Gavafian is the violinist instead of Izzy Cohn. And to keep then a group, be with the group that keeps a standard, a standard which you have learned to achieve and which you have learned to appreciate. To maintain in a new configuration with different people, with different talents, with different assets, to keep it that way, that is a privilege. And I am very well cognizant that that is a privilege. The privilege of being able to do it the privilege of being able to play, and the privilege of being asked to play. 1955 was also a pivotal year for Menachem Pressler, the teacher. One of his colleagues, William Marcellus, dared him to join the faculty of the renowned Indiana University Jacob School of Music. When the school needed another teacher, he and Sidney Forster went into Dean Bain at the time and said, we suggest that you invite Menachem Pressler. And he called me, and he called a second time, and then the two of them called me, and I came for one semester. Pressler continued touring even as he was settling into life as a professor. And when I was in a trio, my cellist always would say, Menachem, do something else. You're killing us. Because I used to have energy for three. It has slowed down a little, I must admit. Although when, when I had a big interview in uh, 
great German magazine, one of which is the German Time magazine called Der Spiegel, the Mirror. And the man said to me, Mr. Pressler, how does a pianist in a biblical of biblical age feel? So I told him, when I play, I don't feel older than fifty. When I teach, I don't feel older than forty. But when I walk up the stairs, I feel my age. Pressler said music made him feel alive. It has been my life. In a sense, it has given a reason to my life. And I think that is the decisive point. We don't always play because we get something from the outside. Whatever comes from the outside, of course, is a pleasure, is fun, is, is a, bon a bonus. But it is that which comes from the inside, which then in turn drives you on, makes you want to do more, and is really that which is that with what you go home and on your inside feel, I'm doing something that's right. This is Noon Edition on WFIU. I'm Sarah Whitmire, co-hosting today with WFIU's music director, Aaron Kane. Today, we're talking about the life and the music of Menachem Pressler. Pressler's dual careers as performer and teacher had a symbiotic relationship. Each fed off the other, each strengthened the other, each inspired the other. And of course, Pressler was always inspired by the expressive power of his chosen instrument, the piano. I love the instrument. I love it for its beauty that it has, for its beauty that you can achieve on it, and for its enormous literature. It's probably the richest literature there is, is written for this instrument. And so when I study, with, when I teach my students, not only do I teach them to love the instrument by the prowess, by the ability to, you know, play the notes, be fast, be loud. The things that they, all students want to learn is how can I be faster and how can I be louder? They don't watch yet how can I be soft and how can I be slower? Because that they feel anybody can do until they find out better. And so I teach them to love the instrument for all that it can do at that point. But then we go further. We, we love because we can express that literature. That literature which is in every field, yes, the solo field, the chamber music field, the concerto. I mean, it's anything I solo, I meant by playing a Beethoven sonata, Schumann sonata, Brahms variations, whatever. In addition to working with many young pianists, certainly another joy of being on the faculty at Indiana University's Jacobs School of Music was cultivating musical relationships with his colleagues. So now let's hear Menachem Pressler performing with one of those colleagues, another legendary musician who taught at the Jacob School, violinist Josef Gingold. Here are the two of them recorded live in concert in 1962. This is the third and final movement of the Brahms Sonata in G Major, Opus 78.
Menachem Pressler, with violinist Josef Gingold. That was the third movement, Allegro Molto Moderato, from the Sonata in G Major, Opus 78, by Johannes Brahms, recorded live in concert at the Jacob School in 1962. The Beaux-Arts trio took its final bow in 2008. Menachem was 85. He didn't even consider retiring. His friends say that word was not in his vocabulary. Menachem went back to his solo career and a dizzying performance schedule, all the while continuing to teach. Today on Noon Edition, we're remembering Menachem Pressler, who died Saturday at the age of 99. We're not taking calls during today's program, but you can tweet us at Noon Edition. In addition to his recordings with the Beaux-Arts Trio, Pressler compiled more than 30 solo recordings. He recorded his final album, Claire de Lune, at age 94. Let's listen to one of the performances from that album, the title track, you could say. This is Claire de Lune from The Sweet Bergamasque by Claude Debussy.
Claire de Lune, from The Sweet Bergamasque by Claude Debussy, performed by Menachem Pressler, from his final album of the same name, Claire de Lune, that he recorded at age 94. Pressler continued to teach at IU and conduct master classes around the world until his death. In a 2005 interview, Pressler was asked how he wanted to be remembered. To be remembered for? Yeah. He was a musician who gave us great pleasure. That each time we heard him, he gave 100%, never less. His legacy will live on in his recordings and through the thousands of students he mentored. Thanks for joining us for the special edition of Noon Edition, where we pay tribute to the legendary pianist Menachem Pressler. Thanks so much for having me this week, Sarah. We leave you with... One more performance by Menachem Pressler, unaccompanied, playing Schubert from his Piano Sonata No. 21 in B-flat major. This is the playful third movement, the scherzo, music of Franz Schubert performed by Menachem Pressler. <laughs> 